There we go. So. So, welcome back to another round of Couches and Controllers, or Controllers and Couches, whichever way you want to uh, understand it. That wasn't me fighting, that was me sitting on the chair because I had to put the kettle back. I promise. Um, (laughs) I'm Full Metal Chicken. And I am Steph. For far or just Steph? Steph. Just boring old Steph. How you doing? I'm uh, good. Let's not talk about how it's almost been a year since we've recorded one of these. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. How you doing? Good. Just enjoying heat. So, uh... Well, you you would be, but everyone else is just here, uh, melting, for yeah. lack of a better term. It's only been, like, what, 37 degrees today? Oh, only. Um... No, nothing too serious. Uh, degree Celsius, we should say, not Yeah, like... not Fahrenheit. <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> yeah, which is like, what, th- uh, nearly 310 Kelvin? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what are you drinking today? Um, I'm going for tea and water. Well, yeah, this is my uh, water water it, it's a Schweppes water. orange and mango with natural mineral water, five percent juice, one point one liter bottle that we had during Christmas. But uh, we're reusing it to be a water bottle and stuff, so to like fill glasses. Yep. But for the interest of not pouring water everywhere, I just thought I'd we're drinking from the bottle tonight, everyone. Yeah, let's get shit faced. Oh yeah. So, life updates. with um, well, let's see. Haven't built anything. Um, have only really been gaming um, and reading. How's the... Let's start with your gaming. How's that going? Um, picked up Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, so I've been working through that. And obviously I haven't played the Athenian line. I'm going Spartan because why not? And, you know, just destroy everything. Um, and I'm assuming... Well, yeah. At the beginning, I was pretty shit. Still pretty shit. But <laughs> I was shit. Now you're level 12, pretty shit. Yeah, 12, pretty shit. But I've worked out how to clear out fortresses by being sneaky and picking people off. So, yeah, no, that's that's going well. Yeah. So, 10 out of 10 would, um, would Spartan again? Oh, uh, yeah, it's not bad. I mean... I know you say the controls are a bit clunky. Some of the... Oh, some of the melee is clunky as hell. It's like, okay, you... The bracing, whatever it is. Yeah, you go to brace an attack, but the brace fails, or it doesn't register, so then you get sliced. That was a water bottle, everyone, it's fine. And then (laughs) it's just a case of, look, okay, here's an enemy, it's targeted, why am I uh, attacking a rock? So, yeah. Yay! So, book updates for you? Um, Pretty much still reading a book that I was reading about a year ago. (laughs) Um... Which is uh, Seven Ancient Wonders by Matthew Riley, or Seven Deadly Wonders, or whatever way you want to look at it. So, yeah, it kind of fits into Assassin's Creed because I'm slowly getting there. Oh, I should point out that we think we're sick. Yeah. But we don't know because um, my nasal secretions, TMI, um, they're clear and white, but it's just, I, I feel very nasal and I had like a really tiny nosebleed today because of the hot cold hot cold hot cold but I apologize in advance if we sound very nasally it's not deliberate no so um we have some recommendations for you guys today and a lot of them are Kmart Bluetooth 
items. Yeah. Um, um, that I've sort of just been picking up. So the first one, 10 out of 10 would recommend again, the Bluetooth shower speaker. I know that Typo has a, they call it a waterproof speaker, shower speaker. Yeah, that was a, like a dragony dinosaur yeah, thing. Yeah, that one yeah. was like thirty nine ninety five or something or other. Or the, mini, the Mickey Mouse. And they have a ton of other like smaller designs. I think they were only... 20 bucks or something like that but the Kmart one which is in quotation marks splash proof but I put it high enough in the shower that it's not going to make a lick of difference anyway because no water goes there um, so it's been fine and it's, honestly it's been great I don't know hasn't fallen off the wall yet so it did once one. the night we I attached it it did fall but I added a bit of water to the suction cup yeah and then it touch wood she's she's been going but, you know, that's the bonus, I think. Yeah, 10 bucks, not bad. Yeah, no. I can pretend I'm Beyonce with really cool acoustics or some shit. <laughs> oh, funny um, thing about, yeah, acoustics is, um, well, you know, if we were in space, no one would be able to hear this. That so. comes later. Yeah. We'll okay. get into that later. Don't, don't spoil it. Um, also, I got a Logitech Bluetooth, this is the only Bluetooth non-Kmart item, but a Logitech it's like the shit. What are you? The M three three seven. I wanted a Bluetooth mouse because I didn't. My computer doesn't have a USB port thingy, and I figured a Bluetooth one would just be nicer because you can just put a battery in it. You know, because you need a battery either way. Yes, you're leaching your computer battery by charging it. Well, the beauty of rechargeable batteries. But like your computer battery, like you're leaching it. Yeah. But. I, I do 10 out of 10 would recommend it. It's a smaller one because I only have small fat hands, but I quite like it. And then um, today we picked up the Akono, Akono, A K N A N K O, and Co, whatever it is, Bluetooth headphones. Um, we have the, I do believe it's called Graphite. I think we paid 1995 yeah. for Give it. Yeah, feature is very clunky yeah but for headphones they're actually not too bad they're pretty basic for like a kmart thing so it's pretty decent because the plan is eventually get some decent ones like bose or yeah know, when i'm in a phd and hole. they're paying me 40k a year let's do it when i got money to burn baby yeah, burn and get a 400 you know dollars <laughs> can you claim things on tax when you're in a phd yeah. could you imagine that just buy a 500 dollar pair of headphones like turtle beaches or like astros and they'll be like tax write-off you go for like the 100 you know no i know but i'm just saying like could you imagine noise cancelling yeah that'd be (laughs) occupational health and safety but whatever um also one other thing in the life updates uh 15 out of 10 would not recommend groove train south moraine ever again they failed that that that's it looked like the spaghetti had been spray painted with a can of. I honestly thought it was the Heinz spaghetti on toast. Yeah, that was stuff. kind of scary. Your mum's like soup looked like it was a Campbell's or an Aldi can or two, like it the was, soup cans. I don't know what happened, but yeah, it was. It looked scary. So, so yeah, we got sick, and um, we're not going back. We understand it could be an off night. But yeah. Bye. It's no, enough to. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, book updates for me. I'm currently reading Dracora, which is book three, I think, in the Medoran Chronicles by Lynette Noni. She's like an Australian YA author. 
um, I like her series thus far. Um, t today, today, literally today, Tomi Adeyemi, who wrote um, Children of Blood and Bone, which was like the best debut of last year's books, and I absolutely loved it. She announced today that she's delaying the second book in the series by March, April, May, halfway through June, so like three and a half months. Which I understand, like, she wants to write things, you know, she wants to write it properly. And she wants it to be, like, something great that she's putting out for people. Um, but does she not understand how busy I will be in June? Because it's all about me. Sarcasm. I'm not being serious. But I, it's just one extra thing I have to balance in June. It's going to be busy. It's gone, and I just don't want to rush the book. Like, I really wanted to enjoy it. I, I knew something was up. Because I was looking... She hadn't been promoting it. And normally, like, this time last year when Book One came out, she sent copies out to everyone, like, a month or two in advance to, like, the big booktubers and big shops to promote it and whatnot. And she hadn't done that yet. And if you went to the QBD website, they just had the hardcover for, like, 40-something bucks. Um, not the paperback, like they, did, like they normally do. So I knew something was up. But June... Was sad. Yeah. It'll, it'll be here sooner than I think. Very soon. Um, gaming? Sorry, I know this is taking me forever. I'm 87% of the way through to 100%ing or getting 1,000 points, gamer score, if you will, on Unravel. Yeah, that's cool. It's a um, good game. Because I think it was on Boxing Day, we yep. got Unravel 1 and Unravel 2 in a dual pack for like $39. And I think in two days, I pretty much 87%ed. The first game. I haven't had a chance to jump back on it. But um, it's been really, really cool. And it just gets you in the feels yeah. and stuff. And I really enjoy it. And I would recommend, like, it's got some sad undertones. And some stuff is a little clunky when you have to do more extreme kind of swinging and whatnot. Yeah. But, but apart from that, it's not too bad. No, I, I liked it. It was good. Um, watching and just sort of seeing how yeah. it just all unravels. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will say um, there's a guy who does some fantastic like a hundred percent with like they call them secrets like these pins that you have to find and there's like four secrets per level uh, yep. like per scene. Um, I ten out of ten would recommend even if you're just playing it while you're playing the game like watching it. Um, if you like want a thousand point just to get it through a little bit faster because I definitely know because you don't think like if it's a side scroller and so at some points you can't go back and you don't realize how high the game goes because when you're seeing something for the first time you're just missing it so if you're just trying to quickly thousand point the game this guy like there are a few people actually that have a really good like complete um they call them achievement walkthroughs that yep. are really really good and they just this guy had like fantastic a fantastic video guide on youtube so would recommend yeah absolutely all right so i found a good quiz for you today oh, nice. um i think you're really going to appreciate it because i remember when you forced me to watch this movie and this is the goonies yeah um which character from the goonies are you based on your 80s preference oh, nice. only one of us originates from the 80s and it was not me um you're an early early 80s i'm a early er 90s i'm 93 so whatever yep. all right i'll have the link in the description for everyone else listening at home or at work or in the car or wherever you are. So you can play along with us. But um, this is a Bud Feed, Bud, Bud Feed 
Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, yeah. Quiz. Question one. Am I reading question one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Question one, um, an 80s video game. So we've got Pac-Man, and we've got Donkey Kong, and we've got Galaga, and Centipede. So... Oh. I thought, is, is Space Invaders the, ma- the poor man's ripoff of Galaga? Yeah. Because of... Um, Pretty much. Like, naming rights stuff? Yes. Oh, I'm torn between Pac and Galaga. I, I'm going to call it Space Invaders. But technically the only licensed one out of all this that I played is Pac-Man. Why isn't Dig Dug here? Dig Dug would... Yeah, I, sp- I spent lots of like 5am mornings playing Dig Dug. Or if you're my brother, Didge Dudge. <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> so, let's see. Oh. See, because I've got a Pac-Man t-shirt, so... You know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Kmart had the Donkey Kong t-shirt, you would get the Donkey Kong t-shirt. Yeah. If they had the Gallagher t-shirt or Space Invaders t-shirt, you'd have that too. Same with Centipede. But. Yeah. I mean, because I think out of all of them, I've probably played more Pac-Man than anything else. Yeet. So I'm going to go Pac-Man. Alright. Question two. Pick an 80s celeb. George Michael, may God rest his soul. Whitney Houston, may God rest her soul. Madonna or Patrick Swayze, may God rest his soul. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Patrick Swayze. I'm gonna go for Whit. Oh, sugar. Look, '80s sing star. It was an ode to George Michael. Um, George Michael, it is. Sozzles. Okay. '80s wallpaper. Got some. Squiggle. Yeah, well, things. I can pretty much vouch for the top right one, which looks like a space theme with some, uh, you know, matrixy looking, matrixy looking thing. It looks like Tron. Yeah. I used to have that on my maths textbooks and my physics one. Oh, was so. that like a contact paper? Yeah. Thing you could write? Do people wrap? On a side note, just segue, um, detour. Do people still contact their kids' exercise books, or is some everything do. done online now? No, some people actually do that. They actually do it with like the clear. I'm not doing it with wrapping paper or colour. Yeah. Point. All right. And then we've got like some uh, tapes, but when I say tapes, I mean like audio recorder tapes. Yeah. Then you've got like the triangles and shapes and dots and circles. Uh, but yeah. No. I like the Tron one, but then I also like the audio tapes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm putting in the space one. I'm torn. For the sake... Oh, I don't know. I'm going to go for the tapes. Yeah. All right. Then you've got to pick an 80s movie. Now, this one, as much as I understand... Okay, we've got Back to the Future, um, The Breakfast Club, Flashdance, and Ghostbusters. So... I haven't seen Breakfast Club. Nobody kill me. Um, but I'm going to have to go for Back. Yeah, it's a toss-up between Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. Um, I'm... Oh, BTTF, BTTF. Yeah, it's got to be BTTF. Um, only because. Sorry, that was a lot of bottle. I swear. <laughs> Pick it. Did I just? Why? Sorry, my bad. Pick a song from the eighties. Take me on by Aha. Africa by Toto. Come on, Aileen by the Dexies. Is that how you say Dexies Midnight Runners? Yeah, Dexies Midnight. Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Yeah, I'm gonna go by the older Aha by or take me take on me by Aha. I want to go Bon Jovi. That's probably the most out of all of those that I've listened to. To be fair, 
Ooh, you're going to like this one. Okay, so we've got to pick some 80s tech. Now, we have a Walkman, we have a VCR, we have, well, one of those brick phones. <laughs> um, not a Nokia 3210 before, though. <laughs> the um, granddaddy of the Nokia yeah, yeah, and a camcorder. So VCR, VCR. Ooh, it's a toss-up between the Walkman and the VCR, because I used to do um, cross-VCR dubbing for video editing. To me, I still have... No one come and rob me. It's in a storage box somewhere. But I still have... To me, a Walkman is like a CD. Yeah. And I still have like the 15 CDs that I listen to on rotation yeah. in the pocket. But I'm definitely... I'm to me, a Walkman is like CD, not I'm surprised they don't have like an 8-track here or something. But it's... Um, yeah, definitely a toss-up between the VCR and the Walkman because I remember lots and lots of car rides <laughs> and sitting under trees on the farm with a Walkman. So I'm going on a Walkman. <laughs> that didn't melt in the 60-degree weather? <laughs> no. I even... Like, this particular colour, I had a... I Do you still have it? Like, is it in somewhere a box in somewhere storage, storage those, too? Those burnt orange headphones. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. Pixar made his fashion. The shutter shades that everyone knows is like the white Kanye shades. Yep. The funky jacket that looks like a 90s trip to the snow. Short shorts. They're not really short shorts, but it's 80s short shorts. And Air Jordans. Def's the Jordans. Yeah. I'm not a big Nike fan, but Def's yeah, the Jordans. definitely the Jordans. Then we've got some 80s hair. Um, Who art you? Yeah, some well, dude with like definitely a Definitely Johnny back. Depp down the bottom right. <laughs> F Johnny Depp. Nah. Seriously though, um, I don't know the third chick, like second on the left. Sorry, second row, but on the left, the chick, the one who's wearing the red shirt, not the pink shirt with the blue backpack. Yep. How much does that look like my mother's hairstyle? Great to know things haven't changed since the eighties, mum. I'm gonna yeah. have to go for that one. Yeah, I'm sort of more to the bottom right, so yeah. I'm gonna go bottom right, which is Johnny Depp. Oh boy, okay, so finally pick a TV show based in the 80s. So we've got The Goldbergs, Stranger oh, excuse Things, me, sorry. Glow, and Red Oaks. Well, um, I'm picking... Stranger Things! Yep. Who is you? Okay, I got Data. So did I, which yeah. is shit, because we sele almost selected completely different things for yeah. a couple of them. But data's pretty cool, so... And it doesn't give you um, a paragraph about why. It just says that you're data. data. Yeah, um, but, um, yeah, data was funny. You do you. It's like, oh. I've got a great idea, guys. Slick shoes. When I think of data, I think of the guy from Starship. Yeah. Not the Goonies, yeah, but data. fair enough. Okay. Why can't you say data? Data? Data. I know it's tomato, tomato, but what is? Yeah, data. Alright, movie reviews. So, movie reviews. Whoa. Aquaman. So, yeah, we went and saw the new Aquaman with Jason Momoa. Um, what I thought was pretty cool about this, because I found out that Julie Andrews was actually doing a voiceover for it. <laughs> you found out while we were there. Yeah. So, essentially, Mary Poppins... Is a boss-ass bitch. Literally... You she's know, a she looks like a yeah. So basically, she's voicing over. She's a, a Kraken, essentially. Oh, similar a Leviathan by the name of Carathen. Mm. So yeah, extremely OP, like super OP. And watching that thing just decimate everything, it's like, whoa, you 
you know, she she dished out more than a spoonful of sugar on everyone. Oh, so is she immortal? Like, is that the immortal? Um, or like, oh. it's just got a lot of HP? Shitloads of HP. <laughs> more HP than the source. <laughs> so, yeah, she pretty much goes few and far between from, you know. I love the chick. Uh, what's her name? Mira. Mira, that's it. Um, it reminds me of our neighbour, Mira. <laughs> Yeah. But dude, how she's like a badass Ariel, but I will say they needed a better red hair box dye for her. Like, but here's the other funny thing that I thought about. When you think about it, as far as origins go, well, not really an origin, but comparisons. For me personally, looking at that movie and seeing the kind of throwbacks to the comics and all that sort of stuff, yeah. that was worth it to you. Or it was, was it like piss poor. Honestly, it looked like somewhere between either Lord of the Rings, um, uh, Under the Sea. Yeah, Under the, the Sea. Under the Sea. Yeah, but um, yeah, definitely one of DC's better movies. Um, Wait, but, did you just say DC has better movies? Yeah, one of DC's better. Oh, movies. I thought you said DC no, has DC better movies. No, DC does not have better compared movies compared to but MCU. This one, I was literally about to hurl. No. <laughs> But, um, yeah, the DCEU kind of redeemed itself a very, very small amount with this one. Not, not as good to... as Wondy, but... Yeah, um, no, it was good. I liked it, but there was some... I think they could have fixed it regarding yeah. storyline. The flow was a little bit off near the end. I think they tried to make it goofy, which, good on them, to be honest, for us to yeah, hear but, I mean, apart from that, you know, it's, it's going to yeah. easily crack the one billion. No dramas. Yeah. For sure. It's like... The um, DC DCC version of Ant Man. Yeah. Essentially, but under the sea. Under the sea. Um, in terms of TV shows, the only thing we've kind of watched together that we can review together is you. Yeah. Which is a Netflix series. No spoilers for anyone. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, I give it like a seven out of ten. Um, I give it. It didn't go the where I wanted it to go, so I give it a six. Okay. But all in all, you do end up shipping, not shipping, um, you do end up being a very, like, you're almost, like, concerned about him getting caught. Like, you don't want him to get caught. You find yourself supporting him and rooting him. Yeah. The dude. So, yeah. His name Joe. Joe. But, yeah, it's not because he, you know, tried to import 10,000 million pounds, 10 million thousand, whatever, pounds of Kobe Luwak. No. <laughs> That's some really shit coffee. Oh, you're funny. Alright, um, just some news reviews that I thought were pretty interesting Mm. that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, remember last year how there was the two-part John Bonet, uh, documentary that kind of went into everything that, that's the water bottle, everything that happened and then, like, there were a panel of, in quotation marks, experts and we watched it last year. Yep. And um, they pretty much posed that it was her brother that did it. And then her brother, um, what's his name? I can't even remember. But her brother, what's his name? Sugar. And then he ended up suing the company, like the CBS News or CBS, because they essentially defamed him. Because they said, oh, oh yeah, it must have been the brother that killed John Bonet Ramsey. 
book. That's it. Um, you know how the the, the two part documentary yeah. like really hammered home that it must have been Burke. But you look at the footage of him in the actual police interrogation room, and you go, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. He looks shifty as, and I think this just goes on the back of we've watched one too many crime docos and one too many crime movies. Well, okay, you can kind of take a crime doco a little bit more, I suppose, officially than, you know, a crime movie. Yeah. But, like, you see some of the stuff on the news and everything's... You've got to take it with a grain of salt, but when you read some journal articles regarding psychological, you know... Yeah, no, I... Honestly, not that I'm a forensic specialist or professional... But out of all the scenarios that could have possibly happened and they've explained, he seems like the most likely suspect. But anyway, he was going to sue CBS for over like one billion Australian dollars, and apparently last week they settled out of court for an unsettled like for an undisclosed amount. Yeah, that, that would so, be decent. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty decent payout there, right? But here's the thing: touch. I don't want to say that this guy is the murderer of his sister, but if in fact he is, does yep. he have to pay that money back? Yes. With damages I so. and like court fees and everything? Who knows? Because yeah, otherwise that's um really shit. Yeah. All right. Um, number two. So apparently they confirmed that some uh, there was some like airplane debris that matched up to a Boeing 737 that was off the coast of Madagascar and they confirmed that it's part of MH370. Yeah. And that means that it all evidence po- po- points that it crashed heavily in the southern Indian Ocean. And if you load up this article, I'll actually put it in the description for us, but if you look at the images, you can just see how messed up and warped. Like, these pieces of metal actually are it, and you can see how it just disintegrated as soon as it hit it'd be like hitting concrete just gone oh especially like that speed that height whatever obliterated height. but if you look at it it just looks like pieces of material yep. it doesn't even look like metal anymore just shredded aeroplane spaghetti literally it's just, I don't know and obviously it's not metal like the majority of it is fiberglass and whatnot. so I know the engineers and all those people are going to say, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, like, oh, damn. Like, poor people. The poor families. And that's it. Yeah, that's pretty pretty sad. Also about pretty sad, um, China has... And this is alleged because there aren't, like, any official, official... Uh, they haven't let anyone else see it. But apparently, China has their own version... Of, of the mo- mother of all bombs. A.K.A. Moab. A Moab. Yeah, pretty so, much. So, um... They have, like, I can't... In, I can't... What's the word I'm looking for? Translate. What the people are saying. What the... Oh, so, basically, it doesn't say how much... Like, the, the blast... Yeah, it doesn't give me... TNT. It, it doesn't give me any of that information. And I looked. Um, but it doesn't say... Like... Anything, it doesn't say amount. Well, it may say it, but I can't translate it. So, well, just as a more of a, I suppose we we look at it as an example. The first Moab that was ever dropped um, was actually in 2017. Um, 
and essentially it had a blast yield of 11 tonnes of TNT, which Jesus. is 46 gigajoules of, of energy. energy. Yeah. And, I mean... What the hell do you need it for? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that is a massive amount. And people have, like, taken screen grabs of the video, and they're yeah. saying, oh, it looks like it's five or six metres long. It's more a case of you drop one of these things and everyone just goes... You no. can't go. Like, you just... What do you do? Do you look up? Yeah. Do you close your eyes? Same you as also why um, cluster bombs are kind of frowned upon because they just go everywhere. Yeah. Um, but looking at that, and funny enough, you can actually... Well, the US Air Force, you know, has a unit price of 170k. Mm. So, I mean, obviously for us... We ain't buying shit like that because there's no purpose, just... and we don't have the clearance. And uh, you know, it's just stupid even thinking about it. Hi, 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 first of all, hello, ASIO. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you just look at it, and some of these things are bunker busters. Well, that's what a Moab is. Yeah. It's supposed to get underground stuff and like penetrate so that way people can actually go in and do stuff and like rip open shelters to get. Um, import, you know, people like actual high-profile targets out and whatnot. So that's what it's designed for, um, I suppose. On another, well, similar to that, a um, a FOAB was dropped by Foab. Russia in 2007, which is a father of all the bombs. bombs. Yeah. Um, and essentially, what it does, it uses oxygen. Yeah, from fusion or air. something. Yeah. So essentially, the blast wave um, has a longer duration. That you know than what is produced by a you know conventional yeah. explosive. So they're the, they're the, not that I'm suggesting anything ASIO, but they're the biggest you can get right before you say, "Hey, let's put some nuclear energy into this." Right? Yeah, essentially, that's like the like you can't pack anymore. No, so essentially, that amount of TNT. That's but still eleven tons. That's how some... much does eleven tons of TNT cost, and who's making? That much TNT. I don't know, but that's eight and a half, well, eight point five ton of TNT. Actually, no, sorry, eleven tons, eight and a half thousand. Well, sorry, yeah, no, the blast is eleven tons. The filling weight is eight thousand five hundred kg or eight point five ton. So it's. When you type in how much does TNT cost, it comes up with TNT Express about our shipping prices. No, let's and not do anything else because ASIO, hello. Yeah, and just in case people are wondering, TNT stands for trinitrotoluene. People aren't stupid. It's the boom Some boom. Are. It's the boom boom. However, you know, I've used toluene in the lab. <laughs> Look, no one's asking you about what you did in your backyard science with your uncle. No, this wasn't... This was... This was actually <laughs> as part of chemistry, so we actually That's what he gym. says. That's yeah. what he says. So, uh, I wasn't enrolled in that class. Yeah. So, um, talking about not being enrolled in that class, um, we're kind of alienware people. I mean, yeah. I don't own one personally. You I do. does. You I, own a few. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, and I know there's people who may listen to this and go, you're a sellout. You it's know, a gaming computer. It's, it's a gaming computer, and you know. Oh, can I just tell the sorry to detour? Um, once upon a time, we were at uni, and you had to go to the bathroom or something, and we were sitting I had in to do like one of maybe you were going to do. I can't remember. I think I was getting coffee or something. And you asked me to like watch your computer because obviously I was there doing my own work, 
And so I was like, yeah, sure, no worries, dude. And then a kid comes up to me and thought that your computer was my computer. And so he didn't ask me why I had two computers open, even though one was facing away from me. But whatever. And then he's like, oh, is that your computer? And I've obviously I'm not going to say nah, because then he's going to say, oh, it's mine. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like, oh, so what do you play on it? And I did the stereotypical thing where I was like, oh, you know, Minecraft and The Sims. And, like, he's looked at me like, what on earth are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, my sugar daddy came in, you know, pretty good last month. So I've got a really good payout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The people who just buy gaming computers to play, you know, Sims. The Sims. Uh, I say that because we actually saw, like, there used to be, we don't go to the library anymore because since we got promoted at Union, we have our own offices and desks. We don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. But back when we used to have to slum it and sit in the library with General Pop, there used to be, like, a ring of kids that used to do that. And in between classes, they'd sit on the exact same table and they'd camp out there for literally the whole day and leave their stuff there. Literally leave their food and their yeah. computers between classes. Like I don't idiots. know why you would. And you'd walk past, and one person would be playing CSGO, which, okay, understandable. Yeah. One person would be playing, what's it called? Dota? Yeah. I think it's called Dota. One person would be playing Minecraft, and the other person would be playing The Sims, and you just go, oh, yeah. okay. And then you see the person who's just sitting there doing AutoCAD. <laughs> you kind of go, the one that would really be, you know, doing a lot of designing wins. You go, girl. Yeah. Anyway, so all this talk about Alienware... Uh, two reasons. Number one, apparently they're redesigning their 17-inch gaming laptops yeah. because they did the small size, I think, um, last year. So, apparently it's now 40% lighter. Yeah, and it's called the Area 50. No, that's a that's different one. computer. Sorry. Different one. Okay. Yeah. That was the one I showed you, but you saw online as tech tips. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And though. you were like, oh, no, it's a prototype. Well, for a prototype, it was already up on their website. Because they had some event, didn't they? Yeah. Last week. And I'm not into white tech, but she looks yeah. like the shit. I think it's like the Area 51M. Because M. the Area 51 is a tower. Uh, yeah, from the memory. Area 51M for Mike. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. Area 51 is the tower. Not the, the secret... Yeah, yeah. UFO site, but the Area Fifty, the Alienware Alien 50, Area Fifty One, that's a tower. But the Area Fifty One M for Mike is a laptop. Yep, and a it's prototype. got a Core i nine, ninety nine hundred K, desktop desktop processor. It's got an RTX twenty eighty graphics card, or you know, basically it's a desktop computer, but. Uh, it's a it's a it's a souped up laptop, but it's it rivals it's a, exactly the same as a high and it can be updated computer. as well. And you can put in, I think it was like sixty four gig of RAM. Yeah, off but the this top one that comes with thirty two gig, um, it's got eight gig RAM. Yeah, but they're they're on the card, so that's why you get four yeah. of them and you get thirty two. Because it comes like that, and then you have you like you yeah. have to build it you like can, that's the base model. You can in quotation build marks. it. So, but I don't think they have a sale price for it yet, do they, or anything? Um, it's around the. The 4.2, 4.5K. But there's no, like, official no. build. that's American, mind you. Yeah. So. And we just watched, like, Linus pull it apart. Yeah. And, dude. It's. Nerdgasm. It's just put together so nicely. And they've shaved off so much metal just to fit everything in. But you look at the size. And what it does. Of the card. 
it's huge. Yeah. And just that thing overheats so much. I know this thing heat overheats a lot. To the person who didn't the fan yeah. desk when I asked him 30 minutes ago. But, you know, whatever's. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to talk about before we hit the main topic of today's podcast? Um, Stingos. Yeah. Um, this, uh, to give some context. This podcast was brought to you today. <laughs> no, by, it wasn't. <laughs> by, by Full Metal Chickens. I was going to say. Rush to the was, supermarket. Was brought to you by, by mosquitoes. Um, <laughs> to give some context, um, I had to get back into the lab this Monday, a.k.a. yesterday. And so I figured, hey, it's going to be 38 degrees on Monday. I ain't rushing home to do the washing at 7 o'clock at night. So I'm going to do it Sunday night. And to be fair, I was wearing clothes, right? I'm not going outside in my backyard naked. And I have, no exaggeration, 15 mosquito bites. Yeah. And I don't mean like teeny tiny, oh, it's like a couple of centimetres wide. No, I mean like 20 cent coin. Like, it looks like I have a very, very severe skin disease. It's serious, you know, it's serious rushing me to the hospital stuff. And I don't mean that because I'm, like, I mean that because I scratch them and they just turn out into these giant pit holes and stuff. So, um, originally, the way I tackled it was I did some Googling because I didn't have any Savlon cream at home and I wasn't about to go out because I was itch-fest on a Sunday night. So, um, if you're in a pinch, everyone, you can use Listerine because the menthol in that is the shiz. Uh, pro tip, though, you will get a bit sticky. So, um, it does work, but you, you need to have a shower before you go to bed. Yeah, minty fresh. <laughs> and you got me some Stingos, which I'd never seen before. It comes in either a cream or the spray that you got me. And again, it's sticky, but it works better than what the Listerine did. Yeah. And just make sure that when you spray it, you let it sit and you don't move around for like 30 seconds or so just so it can actually... Um, it's like, you know those fake Band-Aid things, the spray on Band-Aids? Yeah. It's like that. And it's, the good thing is it's not a cam. No, it's not a um, com- complementary or alternative medicine. It's actually... It, it has to the FDA... Um, not the FDA. Who are we again? The TGA, Therapeutic Goods Administration. Yep. It's actually tested for uh, efficacy. Not yeah. only safety and what's and the other one? Safety, efficacy, and there's one more. And the active ingredient is aluminum. Well, some people say aluminum. Aluminum. And sulfate. it's not gonna be. It's. I know there are gonna be a lot of people that say that it's toxic and stuff. Yeah. It's not. Trust me. It's I just looked, topical. Twenty percent weight for volume. It's. You know. It's not um, in an active form to do anything, even if you add water to it and whatnot. So you're right, guys. It's just the delivery mechanism, yeah. okay? However, like you know, if, if 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 you get bitten by mosquitoes or bees or whatever, and you it's have, like, like really bad election elections. If you have really bad elections, <laughs> that's coming up in June or some shit. Yeah. I think you said April. We'll May. need epipens for that. Oh, so. Didn't we? Uh, they said that the Australian federal vote is coming in. It was supposed to be April, but they delayed it to was it May something? April May. Yeah, and they keep changing. I looked at you and I was like, didn't we just vote? And then I realised it was statewide elections. And now we have to re-vote for federal elections. And I have no idea who our Prime Minister was. And then the reason why I knew is because we've been watching the tennis, which is yeah. the exact same thing we said last year. And we don't... We haven't watched live TV for a year. So yesterday, Michael was trying to show me a funny video because I was watching TikTok. We were watching the Andy Murray game that... Uh, sorry, match. Sorry, my mistake. 
they were watching the Andy Murray match and it was going for three hours and so I was bored <laughs> so I was, was scrolling through TikTok and Michael wanted to show me a funny video and he goes hey can you pause the TV and yeah. I'm like mate Whoops. this is a Netflix this Whoops. is live soz soz mate so yeah, like uh, you know, spoiler alert: Murray actually won, but he was really nice and he retired. So that's why they put the other guy through to the second round. So yeah, I hope um, it's not the end. Any, any, like all of you people out there who can, you want to argue about it? Okay, fine. You know, I'm. It's a delusion, but yeah, I'm a fan of Andy Murray. You know, yesterday he was so Scottish. The Brits. I mean, yeah. the English. I think when he's winning. Though. Yeah. So yesterday he was Scottish. So. <laughs> All right, so diving into our... T- oh, yes. Also, just quickly too, funny thing regarding EpiPens. Yes. Um, in the States, with private health insurance, they can cost anywhere from six to 700 bucks and you get two of them. However, in Britain, it's about 70 to $100 for one, and in Australia, it's about 100 bucks for one. I'm sorry, is it not PBS schemed? If you've got health insurance... I mean, I shouldn't say PBS scheme because the S in PBS is scheme. Um, but health insurance is separate to the PBS. PBS is based on Medicare. So why the hell are they so expensive? Probably because it's um, has to be synthesised. Mm. Uh, hold on, because it's adrenaline. Oh, it's, it's epinephrine, right? Yeah. And epinephrine is the hormone. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Yeah, my chemist is be... selling it for ninety nine ninety nine. While we're talking about chemists, no sh- no tea, no shade. Like, I understand there are people with hardcore addictions and mm-hmm. I really, really hope that they pull through and I want better for everyone. And that's not me judging them as people. But we used to have a liquor store. Like, I have to cross... To get to this... In our shopping centre is where the bus depot is and that's where I catch my bus to pretty much go anywhere. Not that I go anywhere besides Union Home. Um, occasionally I've taken one bus to my grandmother's to like Epping Plaza and my mum had to pick my stupid brother who's listening to this telling me I'm cringe. Uh, I had to catch a bus to Epping and my brother was like, oh yeah, we're outside the Macedonian church. So literally I got off a K earlier than I needed to and then they went there. So I did that bus trip. I've gone to South Morang to get Black Ops 4 when that came out and they gave me PS4 even though we ordered an Xbox One but that's okay, I got that fixed before I got back on the bus. And I normally catch it. We've gone to, we went to uh, Spooktober. Yep. We've gone with your brother. We went to the city once. Yeah. What was it for? Oh, I can't remember. Rugby, maybe? No, no, no. It was you, me, and Rob. That was when we went to the night markets. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Um, and you and I went to Royal Melbourne Show. Yeah. With the bus. And I take it every day to get to you. So you have to, I walk in front of this pretty much minimum seven times a week. And so I have to walk past, it used to be a grog shop, but then they changed it into a chemist, like yeah. in this warehouse. And so immediately, the, the, more, the day that it opened, it wasn't open in the morning. So I walked past and the girls were bringing in all the stock and I've gone, oh, it, it must be this weekend. And then that night, it was like Friday about 4.35 o'clock, I'm walking home. And it was open to the public. And that's the day that the store opened. And literally, there was someone in the gutter sitting like on the curb of the store where the cars actually park right at the front of the store. And she was already off her rocker, the poor thing. And you just go, 
They must have, sorry, ignore the floofs. They must have cameras pointing outside the store. You have GPs there. I know everyone's going to say, oh, but she has to want the help. But send someone there with water. Check on her. Get her in. You have a duty of care. See, I Take care of her. They don't want to do the duty of care because it's outside the building. It doesn't matter if you, as I'm pretty sure it's in the ode or the oath that you take. If you see someone who needs your help as a medical professional, you need to do, like, the, you have that duty of care. You'd think. Well, that's why they say in airplanes and other things, is anyone a doctor here? And if you say no, you can actually get charged. Yeah, see, because I know that with first aid, you have a duty of care. And, you know, if you're a physician, you have to... That's what I'm saying. ...take like, the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. So, yeah. And the refusal. Whatevs. Alright, so today, um, I just want to quickly plug our Instagram. Yours is Full Metal Chicken. I'm yes. Steph Fafal. Our podcast has one. But look, once a week, generally on a Monday, no, Sunday or Monday, we po- we're we going to try and post on Mondays after this week, but we've been busy. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to try and pr- like pre-record on a Friday, uh, sorry, a Saturday morning or something, or Sunday morning, for this. Saturday morning probably, um, to run this. But... Just follow us there if you want to ask us questions or ask us to discuss topics. Okay? Alright, so today, um, one of my IG followers, Sybil. Sybil. I just call her Sybil because yeah. um, it's an in-house joke because a lot of people used to call her that. She's one of my uni friends. She wants us to discuss the flat earth theory. Yeah. So before I dive into this, are you a believer? Um... No, well, we're going to approach this yeah. as a devil's advocate. Devil's but before advocate. we start, well, for are one, you a believer? Disclaimer, um, if the world is flat... Just answer the question. It's probably because I sat down too far. <laughs> um, so put yourself down. So is that a yay or a nay? Affirmative um, or negative? Do you believe? I'm, are you a believer? No, I'm in the negative. Okay. Uh, to be honest, I am too. But today I'm playing devil's advocate. And um, welcome to my crash course, Flat Earth Theory for Dummies. Okay, okay. So, firstly, just straight up, can you actually imagine if what the flat earth theorists said was true? Like, if everything actually was flat, if every composite was a lie, and if every telescope lens was, like, tampered with? On one condition. Yeah. If it followed the rules that are laid out in the disc world. (laughs) <laughs> so essentially that would mean Come down for, Terry Pratchett Yeah so all of you Discworld fans out there You know what I'm talking about The uh, It's basically Great Achuan The world turtle And essentially the Discworld is the disc And this sits on it's top of It's on the of, turtle's back On cool. the turtle's back So these four massive elephants Called uh, Beryllia, Tabul, Great Tafon and Jerrakeen And they basically sit or stand on Because they the, represent the, t- the four corners, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously some things have been taken from other religions and, you know, Terry Pratchett's an awesome, awesome author. Um, so, yeah, it's... It's funny, too, because as as I understand it, you know, Great Achuan um, basically called... Well, well... It, well if you read the discographies, discography, discography, yeah, discography, yeah, discography, disc, 
discography. There yeah. you go. Um, essentially, Great Achuan and the other turtles essentially created the Big Bang. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So, so um, it's uh, a biblical text, if you will. Yeah, in a way, yeah. So um, the Discworld, you know, series is actually... You know. oh, it's better than Scientology, but that's another podcast. Yeah, that's I think. an argument there. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that's that's my take on it all. Yeah. All right. So to give everyone Blaine a quick Carrot. rundown, you know how we're taught that the Earth is round, and it's beautiful, and it's a ball of water and land. Um, no, we're throwing that out the window today, and we're saying it's just flat. All right. So these theorists, they believe that the Earth is pretty much a flat disc, right? So we're sticking with something round. And they're saying that the Arctic Circle is placed in the centre and that Antarctica, that continent, forms a wall around the whole disc, so the boundary. And it's about 150 feet is what they say. And it's a wall of ice and it forms a rim. Wait, is, does this mean that somewhere, somehow... George R.R. Martin got it right? Yeah. Yes. We have dormant dragons. Imagine if they're on the boundary, and that's what they don't want us to know. Imagine if that's where the infinite energy is. But here's the thing I don't <laughs> understand. Earth is like an inverse pizza, right? The crust, you know... Is on the inside. Actually, no, no. The crust is on the outside. Yeah, so essentially... It is a pizza. Earth is a pizza. Yeah. So you just have to go through life slice at a time. Stop! Yeah. So, Stop you philosopher. Yeah. Pits off philosopher or something. I don't know. Shut so up. Does that mean that if we apply the same principle to say something like Pluto, Pluto's just a little small pizza, it's more like a dessert pizza um, it's that's a been, dwarf planet. A dwarf pizza that has been left in a cryo chamber for too long. Maybe it's um a pizza pocket. Pizza pocket. Maybe it's not a No, that's more pizza. Jupiter. Okay, yeah, true. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. So here's where it gets shifty, right? They say that NASA employees are paid guards, essentially, and they're the ones that pretty much watch and govern this ice wall, and they're preventing people from climbing over and crossing the wall and therefore falling off the disc. So... So essentially when you have... um glaciers just you know carving and breaking off funny thing like ice well ice shelves carve yeah but so does that mean that each time an ice shelf breaks off that means someone has dropped the proverbial frisbee and caused what if they're saying that the ice shelves are breaking off so that way they tell people it's unstable so no one goes to investigate Dun, dun, dun! But that way this, no one can go and learn the truth. But does that mean that what they're saying is... But is the ice... So the out, the ice is on the outside? Yes, it's like... Um, why is there ice on the inside then? No, it's just like the out circle, right? Yeah. It's a, it, That's just what they say it is because it's the top of the earth. But that would mean... But saying, okay, yeah, so the ice is only at one point. The ice is both in the centre... And the outside. Yeah, see... Look, okay. Yeah, yeah, The reason why they say this, right, is I should point out that between us we have five science degrees. 
So yeah. we're playing devil's advocate. I'm yeah, not and, saying we're stupid. And right? I'm just playing the card of bad cop. Yeah. So yeah, right, I'll be good cop. You yeah. disrepute everything. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to be. All right, and I'll point out I'm the evidence in quotation yeah, yeah. marks. All right. So we're not tearing anyone down. You're free to believe whatever the hell you want. I'd like to think like, in my head, I think Jesus Christ. Could you imagine if it is a conspiracy? And in 50 years from now, just like people are debunking the thing, evidence is going to come out. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, what if everything was actually tampered with? I right? want ice dragons. I want fire dragons because I'm an Aries, but I can deal with that. Okay. So, we'll get there. So, apparently, if you look at the map or the flag of the United Nations, it that is what the true Earth image represents. So, you've got Antarctica in the middle, all the continents kind of surrounding it. And then it looks like, I don't know, it kind of looks like two crescents on the side of the map. And it almost encircles and holds the whole of the map, right? And they're saying that that's what Antarctica is. That rep- those two, they, they kind of look like olive branches, but they're not. They're saying that that represents Antarctica. And they're saying that that is the truest image of what Earth looks like. Because apparently in the 1950s, I think it was 1959 or so, um, the UN signed a treaty. And this is what they told the public. Well, this is the reason why. So apparently the Antarctic Treaty and all its related agreements, and they're known collectively as the Antarctic Treaty Systems, they regulate international relations with respect to the continent being Antarctica because it's Earth's only continent without a native human population. There may have been people that have lived there before that have frozen under eons of ice. Yeah. But we may never know. Um, until global warming. Um, So for the purposes of this treaty system, Antarctica is defined as all the land, all the ice shelves that are south of 60 degrees south latitude. And the treaty entered force into 1961 and currently 53 parties or 53 countries or governments have signed this treaty. And they say that this treaty pretty much states that Antarctica is a scientific preserve and it establishes the freedom of scientific investigation and it bans military... This is important. Bans... I'll get to this in a second. Bans military activity on the continent and the treaty was the first arms control agreement established during the Cold War. Now, way, way back in the day, and I'll say this about 10 years ago, I wanted to join the military. And when I say that, I mean, like, I wanted to join. I wanted to be a medical specialist, right? So I kind of did my research because, like, shit, where do I want to go? Where do I want to enlist? I can go to the US and I can sign up because I have a, like, I have a degree now. And, like, oh, when I get my degree, I can go and you can get an automatic green card when you sign. Because I wanted to move to America because, like, free, not cheaper books and shit, right? And just America because you're young and you're stupid and you're like, America, right? And so I remember, and then I looked at the SAS because I thought, oh, shit, I'm a girl. I'm going to be the first girl in the SAS because I'm 17 years old and stupid. And so I looked at all the specialists that you could possibly be. And I swear to you, right, and this was on Wikipedia. I don't know if I can find it now. It might have been removed. But I swear to you that the SASR, right, they said that they had an Arctic and Antarctic specialist team that trained 
there because it was Australia. It was faster to train, like it was faster to travel to Antarctica to train than it was to go to the Arctic Circle. Hmm. You think I'm sure? I swear to you. I remember reading that. Interesting. So that's where I was like, what do you mean? Military activity. I know people train there. What are you talking about? Okay. Okay. So also, they say that the reason why you can't fly over Antarctica is because NASA won't let you because that would expose the truth. And I know you're going to tell me that in chemistry that you have to calculate temperature that fuel freezes at, you know, the specific point based on how many, the hydrocarbon chain lengths, blah, 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 blah. And that's why you can't fly there. But I, I implore you to humor me, okay? Um, basically, that's what they're saying. That you can't fly over it because NASA, the governing agency, won't let you. Even though I know it's because once you reach a certain point, it's just that cold that your fuel's going to freeze and yeah. you're toast. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okie Um. So there was some other interesting stuff that I read and apparently, like you're going to say to me, okay, so how do you have day-night cycles, right? Like day, day-night. And apparently... Truman Show. Exactly. Light on, light, light off. off. Pretty much, because we're all in a simulation. <laughs> yeah. But they prophesize that the sun and the moon are spheres that are 32 miles or 51 kilometers. But why can the sun and moon be spheres and we can't? But that's a different story. That move in circles about 3,000 miles or 4,828 k's above the plane that is Earth. So... Essentially, then, according to flat Earth theory, it makes sense why you don't see penguins in Britain. You do see penguins in Britain. Yeah, but not not everywhere because they're afraid of whales. <laughs> you can say that because yeah. he's from all those countries. Okay, all right. So they say that stars move in a plane. 3,100 miles up. I didn't convert that to Ks. I apologise. And they're supposed to be like spotlights because they illuminate different portions within a 24-hour cycle. So what they were saying is they had to train the military to change the light bulbs. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and they say that there's a visible anti-moon that they pretty much move no to moon. obscure... That's, that's a, a Death, death star. star. I know yeah. you were going to say that. That obscures the moon, during, and that's what creates the lunar eclipses. So, the question is, the Flat Earthers have built the all... The Death Star. Have built the star... Well, actually, no. How, did, how many Bothans died to bring them this information? That's what I want to know. Maybe they are the Bothans. But we don't see them. Maybe they're leftover people from Alderaan. Alderaan. Jeez, that was a blast. Stop! <laughs> okay, so the bit that gets me is that they think gravity is an illusion or it's a misnamed. Like, it's not gravity that... Gravitar. Objects aren't accelerating downward. It's just that the plane that Earth sits on, if it was a flat Earth... So what you're saying is Great Achuan is jumping on a trampoline. Space no, no, he's trampoline. just moving up infinitely. Right? It's not up and down. But if space just is upward, a vacuum, just... which way is up? Okay, so if we're standing, right, you and me are standing straight in anatomical position. But not... in space? 
if you were to stand up now off your chair, right, where your head is, anterior, is that right? Shit. Anterior, superior, posterior. anterior, posterior. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> if where your head is, right, we're moving up that way. So if you're to reach up with your arms, dorsal ventral, that, and you're pointing with your fingers, that's dorsal ventral is back. I know, and that's called to the future. Oh, far out, more superiorly. Okay, more superiorly I did not is see the direction that we're going. Okay. So, they're saying that instead of gravity pulling you down 9.8 metres per second squared, we are travelling up yes. 9.8, and that's why everything's falling down, right? Similar like to the, um, the leader of the Flat Earth Society disputing his theory against globe versus sphere. No, circle. Yeah. Okay, so... His blood pressure would have been high. We're being driven up Sales by a mysterious down. force called dark energy. <gasps> Midichlorians. I said a bad word. Uh, so what you're saying is the flat earth theory is based around midichlorians. So really, George R. R. Martin and George Lucas got together. Had to drop some acid. Drop some acid. And Ewoks are basically and they the undercover penguins oh, yeah. who have gone to infiltrate all global, global in a circle kind of way. Yeah. Flat circle. Flat it's circle. Sphere. It's a sphere. Not a sphere. All right, so, I sphere nothing. So currently, they're, they're not sure whether Einstein's theory means... They're not sure if Einstein's theory is discounted in that they think that we're just going to at some point pick up infinite speed. Like, we're just, it's like pressing down on an accelerator. Eventually, you're just going to go faster, faster, and faster, and faster, and faster. And they don't know where the limit is. And are we going to crash into anything? Or does everything move up with us? So, in this case, then, does... Flat Earth theory change Einstein's theory of relativity? Because if that is the case, if it's just the wall, why are we seeing light? Are we still observing the bending of light? No, that's what they're saying, that it's like spotlights. So and that it's like a it's like a circuit board of lights, right? It's like a series of lights. And different switches... Say you walk into a room, right? And there are three different switches, and they all have a different... Straight slip, right? Or strip of lights. So you have column one, and that's switch one. And then you have column two, and that's switch two. And then you have column three, and that's switch three, right? And they operate on three separate circuits, right? You hit column one, and you go, oh, we're only going to light up Africa, right? No, the light, the day starts with New Zealand, right? So you hit column one, and you go, oh, we're only going to light up New Zealand right now. And then they go, okay, now it's Australia's turn. So they hit column two and then they go, okay, let's get some of Asia, you know, column three. And then they move on in the sequence that we know day travels, like the sun travels. It's like a circuit board and they only switch on the certain ones that they need. So essentially what the sun... So this pizza frisbee is travelling up. Yes. But is it still travelling at the speed of light? Yes. So hypothetically then... We you... will eventually reach the speed of light. But that would be saying that we are already travelling at the speed of light. But we have... We don't, they're not, that's what I'm saying. They don't know if we are travelling the speed of light yet. But they think we will eventually go from the speed that gravity is 
to the speed of light, right? They don't know if that's already happened or if we're working our way to get there or if it will ever happen. That's what they can't agree on. But then again, if you've got force acting on a plane, which you're moving up, therefore they're saying that gravity is deduced by E equals MC squared, but not, and that force traveling down, when you throw the ball up, essentially what you're doing is spatial interference. Pretty much. So what about Newton? I don't think he's going to like them apples. Maybe it was an inside job. Maybe, like, so maybe it wasn't an apple that actually landed on his head. It was the light from maybe, the circuit board. Maybe. And I mean, maybe it was sponsored by the Greens. Oh my God. All right. So basically, moving on. They say that instead of like volcanoes, magma, lava, right? Rolling hot magma. It's, it made so much funny because one of your eyebrows right now is like pointing up. Molten like a point. magma. But what they're saying, they don't, they believe it's just composed of rocks, but they, it's unelucidated to them. They don't know if there's lava, they don't know if there's magma or anything like that. And that poses to me like, how are you going to get new land formations and volcano formations and stuff? Like you'd assume, like that's got to come from somewhere. Perhaps that explains know. why we have molten hot caramel. Caramel. <laughs> so they also right, this is my favorite part okay Caramel. they say that everything's flat and because everything's flat the photos of the globe are photoshopped because uh, sorry that gps devices are rigged to make airplane pilots and all of us using gps think that we're traveling in straight lines around a sphere when we're actually flying or driving or walking or traveling in circles Above a disc. Disc as in frisbee. <laughs> um, and you might ask me, so what's the motive for all the world's governments wanting to conceal the true shape of the earth? They think that it is probably financial. And I have a quote here by some guy who was apparently once working for NASA and he spilt the tea, allegedly. And he said, in a nutshell, it would logically cost more, much less to fake a space program than to actually have one. So those in on the conspiracy profit from the funding NASA and other space agencies receive from the government. Because everyone's like, oh, suddenly they're saying they don't have the technology to take us back to the moon. Because everyone's saying, oh, the tapes were destroyed. We don't have that technology anymore. We don't have, you know, the blueprints anymore. Even if we wanted to remake all that stuff to send us back. So they're saying that to cut costs, wink, wink, it's easier to say that we're funding all this stuff when we're actually not. Um, I think it's because people love railguns. Enough with the star winners. No, 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 no. Dead set. A railgun. A railgun can, you know, literally shoot a target which is 100 miles away. So What's that got to do with flat earth? I tell you. Because what it's saying is, it's... Okay. You have a drop-off. So you have curvature of earth under a sphere. The sphere. In heavy quotation marks. In heavy quotation marks. The sphere. So essentially, same as like bullets, you have a drop-off. If the Earth was flat, so we're going to take gravity, but at what point is that round going to drop off? But it would do that regardless, because 
in their theory, the the plane that is Earth is shifting up. So what happens if you shoot it over the wall? We don't know what's on the other side of the wall. You're prophesizing that there are fire breathing ice strip breathing. But what gates. if it's like a magnet? You got a North Pole, South Pole. What's to stop that round from coming back around again? It may be. We don't know. So what's the International Space Station? Maybe it's fake. Is it a balloon that's just floating around? Maybe it's not real. Maybe it's a studio somewhere in Area... Maybe that's what Area 51 is. Maybe because they couldn't fit in Area 52. Okay, so basically... Because NASA are the space agency that pretty much gives us all the information about space, and everyone... Pretty much, you ask the majority of people and you say, Hey, do you think the moon landing is real? I say it's fake. I'd say it's real. You say it's real. People think that that lends support to the theory of the Earth being flat because people say that NASA already lies. And because... All right, so technically everything that's a photo of the Earth pretty much almost always comes out of NASA or people that work for NASA or people that work through NASA, right? And if you want to take an image of Earth, say the majority of the ways you do that is via satellite. They're the most reliable ways. We get everything that way, like our weather... And all that stuff, right? Why don't they just throw a GoPro up? Can you relax, Elon Musk? That. Alright, so what they say is that you have to, what you have to do to take a photo of Earth is to get a composite image, right? So imagine you have an orange and you're drawing circles around and you're trying to like make laps around this orange. That's what a composite image is. Yes. And it takes. What they say is it takes, like, they think it can be faked because it takes hours for the satellite to go around and then come in position of where it should be and go around and come in position. And even then there are still gaps. So what you're saying that is they have to render. some giant space entity took a Z-stack. No, that's all I'm saying. What I'm saying is people are saying it's fake because they're seeing repeating cloud formations. What people don't get is you're seeing those repeating cloud formations. Because in the time it takes the satellite to make a revolution, to go where it needs to go, guess what? Wind moves things. Wind moves clouds. Clouds move. By the time it takes the satellite to come back, the storm front, let's call it, has shifted. But the clouds have shifted. theory, where do the clouds come from? Do they just fly off? Look, we're getting to that point, all right? We're getting to that point, Virgo. Calm down. So, basically, um, these all move in the time frame that it takes the satellite to get in position, once it's circle around, and people see these repeating cloud formations and think, therefore, that they've been copied and pasted and blah, 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 blah. Now, to answer your question, I don't remember, because my school used to be an Anglican school, is an Anglican school, I don't go there anymore, thank the Lord. But they made us do Bible study and divinity and whatnot. And I don't remember reading this line. I tried to find what book in the Bible this was under to get, um, what do they call them? Verses? Like the verse and numbers and whatnot. But apparently the Bible states that they, if someone can send it to me, beautiful. Because I'm going to have to look for this and I'll have to follow it up in the further podcast. But the Bible says that there's the sea, the sky... And the firmament, which is like the dome on top. And above this dome is the heavens. And then the Bible says that there are the four corners, because that's why people say the four corners of the earth. And those four corners are what gives the earth a flat shape. Because a circle can't have four corners. A sphere can't have four corners. Well, well there goes those broadcasting rights. 
Because technically north, south, east and west aren't forever north, south, east and west. You know what I mean? You're going to keep traveling. At some point, if you go around the world and you're going to say, oh, I'm going to keep traveling north. Eventually, what was north to you at one point will eventually be south. But technically not under flat earth theory. Exactly. Right? Because if there's a boundary, that means it's limited. Yes. Whereas if you're traveling on the sphere... There's what will be one plate. Well, is a starting point will eventually be a different point because it's a different trajectory. You're not, it's an infinite. You can go around and make as many loops as you want. It's not a single trip one end to the other. Yeah. It's not saying like it's a one meter ruler and you start at zero centimeters or zero mil and then you get to the, what is it, 100 centimeters to make that meter. It's just a continuous thing if it's a sphere. So... I don't know. So they take the four corners and that's why they think it's a shape because what shape has four corners? A triangle has three. A square has to have four. Trapezoid technically could also have four, couldn't it? But is a trapezoid 3D? Everyone loves a rhombus. But, is a rhombus, but rhombus is 3D shape. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Because then it, it's four corners because the only thing that lists the four corners is a square. So in that case, why do... Um, why, do why, why does the society of flat earthers state that they have, you know, followers all over the globe. That is something you're going to have to take up with the chairman. But I think I figured out who said that line. I reckon they were hacked and someone said that. Austin 316. I don't know who Austin 316 is. Stone Cold said so. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, basically the word planet is the word plane. So, P-L-A-N-T-E, right? If you just take the P-L-A-N, right? A plane is in a flat single dimensional surface a plane you chuck the letter t at the end of the word and you get planet that's why you plane it everywhere exactly so this also goes hand in hand with the simulation theory like i was saying before where i guess we can talk about that theory in a sec like a separate episode but basically they're saying that there's a boundary because when you're in a simulation there has to be a limit somewhere where rendering stops all right so everything in the within the boundaries is still in a set of play like there's still a Generation, But once you get over, like you get out of the simulation, you have to jump over the boundary to do that. They're, you know, you're jumping over the 100-foot Antarctic wall. Do you think there. dolphins know what goes on? Well, technically, the ocean is still part of the plane. So unless they have higher intelligence life than us, which they probably do, because humans are a shit species. Well, actually, we're a parasite. Technically, everything is a parasite to plants. True. There are some plants that are parasitic to plants. Yes. But then you could also say that the plants are parasitic to the dirt. Yeah. Dirt is parasitic to the oceans. Oceans are parasitic to dirt. Wind is parasitic to dirt. Okay. Wind. Space wind. And the one thing that this all brought me to remember is, I think it was last year, I think we might have even spoken about it. Remember that dude who who started a GoFundMe? Because he wanted to travel up yeah, to see to see if the yeah. curvature of the Earth existed or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he ended up like launching himself like I think it was one thousand nine hundred feet, which translates to I think it's five hundred and seventy nine point twelve meters, um, up in the homemade rocket, and he never released the results. Or did they get to him first? Maybe. Dun dun dun. Okay, so now you're going to ask me for the hardcore. What do the actual scientists and the astrophysicists say? I don't right? know. Maybe they took a coffee break at the restaurant at the end of the universe. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is one of my bros, except he doesn't know I exist, 
he's one of like I think we can easily say is one of the if not the most currently he's one of the most influential influential and qualified astrophysicists right and this is a quote taken from him and he says the fact that there's a rise of flat earthers is evidence of two things one we live in a country being the US that protects free speech and two we live in a country being the US with a failed edu- education system our system needs to train you not to not only to know but how to think about information knowledge and evidence if we don't have that kind of training you'd run around believing anything the sky is falling the sky is blue technically it's not blue it's just a reflection of the oceans yeah like it's reflected off the oceans the chicken who cried wolf um and so i had other questions like i was like i wanted more information about how magnetic fields work how you can see the curvature of the earth and how they addressed you know how they had an explanation for those things if the earth was flat so the only thing i could find was the flat earth theorist wiki faq page um so one of the questions there is how do you explain the day night circles cycles and seasons which i didn't think about before uh so basically they're saying the day night cycles are easy explained the sun moves in circles around the north pole the north pole being antarctic the arctic circle which is situated in the center of the map so what they're saying is earth yes is at the center of the universe yes cuz you remember remember how it's a illuminated sphere and it's there especially for us so does that mean that america is at the center no the arctic circle is at the center but is that part of america no because america technically doesn't understand the concept of the rest of the sphere oh my god calm down calm down as long as there's no oil in your house you'll be fine so basically when the light is over your head it's day and when it's not it's night uh the light of the sun is confined to a limited area and its light acts like acts like a spotlight on the earth so it's like so what you're saying is picture a frisbee and then pass a light bulb around the top. edges like around or around yeah so okay say that you have a shit i need something that's a circle um but hypothetically then nothing is blocking the sun so they, that's what i'm saying they're saying that there's a fa- we we discussed this and you called it the death star yeah death um star. that it, like they have this thing that they um that they put in front of the sun to make it look like um to form the eclipses and stuff uh what do you call it that there's an invisible anti moon and you know what they give them these special glasses to prevent your eyes from getting damaged oh, by ba- they're called ray bans <laughs> oh Snap. dude i thought you were playing bad cop you're lending more evidence to this than i am and this is my this is my topic today all right so basically um i don't always see it coming when i do i see you wonder so basically what Mind they're vote. saying is oh, the apparent effect So basically if the sun starts its circuit on America yeah. and the northern what we know is the whole northern hemisphere yeah, right yeah. if the sun is closer like starts its cycle there or the sphere illuminated sphere that we know as a sun starts its circle there 
then that's summer for them and winter for us being Australia, the southern hemisphere. And when the cycle alternates, so the sun is closer to the southern, the sun is lights up the southern, what we know as the southern hemisphere first, that's summer for us and winter for the northern hemisphere. So that's how they explain that. Um, then you're going to say, how is there a magnetic field because magnets can't be unipolar? Um, apparently this isn't a problem for Flat Earth, which is their, their, answer, their first sentence. And like When they have a paragraph to answer something, they say, this isn't a problem for the Flat Earth. Um, this is because ring magnets, which are shaped, like you guessed, a flat disk, are capable of having radial magnetization. In a radial magnet, one magnetic pole is at the center and the other is at is at all points on the edge of the magnet a magnet like this can be found in loudspeakers and perfectly and perfectly replicates what is found on the earth so if we are indeed flat what's the point of having time zones what's the point of daylight savings no i, I but the time zones are basically how long it takes for the light to get to you to start a day. Yeah, but it's going across. No, no, no. Okay. Say that's, that that's the way. Right, most so say that you're holding um, a cake dish. Yes. Right. If I didn't eat it all first. Fuck the cake. We're talking about the pan. Bad. Right. Say that. Uh, I'm going to use this lid on our water bottle to explain this. So imagine your finger is touching the wall that is the boundary. Right? Ooh. And you're moving your finger around the circle, the edges of the circle, right? But my, my theory... Okay, here's the thing. We know that the sun is larger than the earth. Yes. Okay, so instead of... And all the other planets go around earth or do they go around the sun? Under the flat Earth theory, it states that because it's got so many Bible references and so heavily tied to religion, it states that we are here for a reason. That way, everything is because we have the heavens over our dome, right? We're here for a reason. Everything revolves around us. Right. Okay. Right. So now to talk about curvature of the Earth. Uh, the question, the FAQ, like the que frequent question on this wikia is, as a passenger on the aircraft, how is it that I can see the curvature of the Earth? And their answer is, quite simply, you cannot. It's widely stated that you would need to be at a height of at least 40,000 feet to even get a hint of curvature if the Earth were found. Commercial aircraft are not allowed to fly this high, they're only allowed to fly just under this altitude. 36,000 feet might be typical. In addition, the windows on commercial aircraft are small and heavily curved. Even if they flew high enough for a person to see the curvature, it would still not be visible to passengers. And then I got thinking, I can debunk this because I've been out in the middle of nowhere enough where, and you grew up literally outback Australia, like literally the outback was down your driveway yeah you will get out there and you will look out and you can see it because there's there's literally effing nothing out there and you can see it right and then i thought oh my god okay not to not to drag me but also drag me i have tiktok because i like to look at all the funny military 
army and air force tiktok what were originally musicallys and i know you're going to say oh if commercial aircrafts have thick windows and they only fly a certain height then the air force windows are going to have to be thicker because on the fighter jets because they're traveling at a higher you know uh they're traveling higher up the earth and therefore they need the thicker glass but when those dudes and women dudettes are flying that high you can see the curvature of the earth when astronauts are taking selfies and live streaming right you can see the curvature of the earth like they're literally holding it out to their window going yo good morning to whoever's so does that mean that satellites are not underneath the disc only on top of it hypothetically yeet so essentially you have dark side satellites no because dark side satellites would in, would would state so the satellites are moving clockwise fuck yes clockwise around a square so hypothetically oh, it's then, a disc sorry if, yeah if the so planets all the other planets are discs as well i don't know if all the other planets are discs i couldn't even on their page I couldn't find anything that so, suggested about other planets. What they're saying, I think what they would say, and I might have even skimmed over this, but I think what they were saying is everything we have of other planets is a composite image, right? And the telescope, similar to a satellite, has to take a photo, right, as it moves, and therefore when they render it, it looks like it's a sphere, but it's not a sphere. So what they're saying is an eclipse is every time, say, the moon as a flat disc... No, no, no. An eclipse is... Alright, so the moon is a is the illuminated sphere, right? A sphere. The moon is in illuminated spotlights. Spotlight. Illuminated spotlight. And then what they have is the... Remember how we said? The anti-moon, right? That travels over, so between us and the illuminated the illuminated light that is the moon, right? So it gets between us. And base, and they mimic what we know as the moon phases. They form what we know as the moon phases. So what happens if underneath the, the disc there's an actual bridge and a space troll lives under that? Does that technically mean we're all being space trolled? Maybe that's where the Kraken is. Because isn't the Kraken supposed to be the edge of the, edge of the world or some shit? Oh, you mean Cthulhu? That's it. Yeet. That's the one. Space Cthulhu. (laughs) Alright, so... uh, Last question they had there that I wanted to talk about was... How is the weather created in a flat Earth? On a flat Earth? I'd say... um, Ewoks. (laughs) With... um, Humidifiers. Hey Spock, we want some... uh, Some rain today. Put some hail over here for me. That's what I feel like. So, essentially then... Beam me up some rain. How would it take 15 hours then, in that case, to fly from Perth to, say, Mexico? Because the way... I was watching a video, and I think you were there too. And it was in Shane Dawson's podcast... Not podcast. One of his last... Because he's making a a new conspiracy... um, series apparently that's going to air start this month but last year he did a segment with his brother 
in one of his like 45, I think it was like in June of last year. And they discuss flat earth theory from memory. I'm pretty sure I remember, I didn't dream it. And, um, so what were you asking? Why it could potentially take 15 hours oh, to fly shit, from sorry. Earth to So basically they were saying that if you look at, and it ties in with the pilots having crack GPSs, right? If you ever look at the map, there was, you're going in straight lines, right? You're traveling in straight lines when you're in a plane. If you look at the UN map, right? But if you pull out what we know as the map, like you have um, the US on one side and us down in the bottom right corner with New Zealand, right? You know how Alaska is in the top left corner and we're in the bottom right corner with New Zealand, right? Yeah. If you go following that map, it's not always straight lines, right? But if you follow um, the UN map, it is straight lines. So basically what you're doing is you're traveling further than what they say you're traveling. If you have what we know as a traditional map, I'm going to call it the traditional spherical map, as opposed to the UN real, in quotation marks, map. So how do flat earthers deal when they approach people who are hollow earthers? Well, that's what I'm saying. There are some people who think that the earth is hollow. So basically, it's the age-old argument, do you want a pizza pocket or do you <laughs> want, you know, stuffed crust? All right, well, to answer that question, let's talk about the weather. Okay, so they're saying that weather patterns are created by the flat earth itself. For example, rain shadow. I have no idea what rain shadow... Oh, what's rain shadow? Oh, shit, I know what rain shadow is. It's when you see a storm front and then the light slowly dissipates and you can see on, like, the shadow on the earth. Like, if you're looking down at the ground and the wind pushes the yeah. um, clouds closer to you and you can see the light move away because it's being uh, occluded... <gasps> I use a smart word. By the clouds, right? Um, is somewhere on the eastern side of a mountain range because weather clouds travel from the west generally and it's deprived of rain not just once but nearly all the time. And this is because the clouds are forced upwards by the mountains blocking their path and become cooler, which causes them con to condense, meaning that water droplets form and it rains on or before the mountains, thereby raining on the leeward side. Other weather, weather patterns are created by a geographic position, like the tropics, because they're humid and are surrounded by water, so that's always constantly going to be in this cycle of getting warmed and then evaporating, and then being warmed and then evaporating. Also, another thing that kind of would make me laugh, um, you'd have a tidal locked moon. Meaning... No, because the moon moves. Um, but... If it were moving, according to flat earth theory, we would have to see every side of the moon in a 24-hour no, 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 cycle. because they're saying... Didn't they say that the moon... Jesus Christ. The moon... The sun and the moon are spheres, right? And they said that they're, yeah, that they're moving and they're spheres and they're moving in circles over the flat earth. Around the outside, around the outside. So what's causing planetary panoramas? I have no idea what they are. Basically, you know how when you set up a stop, like a time exposure 
of a constellation, you can see stars that go... That's what I'm saying. That's the cycle. Like That's, that's my analogy of the switchboard cycle. They, they adjust that to give that illusion. Whoever they are, whether it be the aliens or the government agency, they're the ones that adjust that for us and they dictate the movement of the sun, the moon, the anti-moon, the spotlights that form stars. But the thing, though, is... You get the star trails and everything. You know, you, you've got South Pole, North Pole. Yeah. So... But remember, there is no... It's unipolar. But the thing is, as we know... Oh, well, Earth sphere... You know, it's geometrically impossible to see two different skies. No, it's not. No. But in the sense that they're rotating in opposite directions around two different poles. Because yeah, you think, but then you're not going to see the same sky. Because I'm not going to walk outside in the southern hemisphere and see Orion or Orion or whatever. That but is. what they're saying is, with flat Earth, with the constellation. No, no. But this, in that case, then flat Earth would have to tilt. No, we have different star. Si- we have different light systems that generate different constellations that move around us, right? And what we refer to as the Northern Hemisphere, they have a different light circuit board than what the Southern Hemisphere does. So what happens does. when they break? They don't. They, they, they service them. Yeah, but what happens when they break? Look, mate, I don't know. Maybe that's Maybe we're all living in the rupture. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe we're already dead and this is our last seven minutes of life that our brain can comprehend. Maybe the world did end in 2012 and this is a simulation and some kid is playing. Whoever is controlling me, like, make my life better. Please. Give me $500 billion in my bank account tomorrow. Let's live large. Like, we can play this game so much better. I know I'm breaking the fourth wall here, but dude... We can live so much larger than this. But the, the, the thing that disproves it, for instance, is a direct flight from South Africa to Sydney, you know, 12 hours, shortest time. I can't remember how big they're saying the Earth is if it's flat. Yeah, it's... I can't remember how big they think the Earth is. It's... Hey, I'm not saying it makes sense. What about Arctic voyages? What about these icebreakers? They're going to be breaking... No, the they're breaking the Arctic Circle, which is the centre of the thing. Yeah. And they're getting close to the boundaries. But you can only go so far when you're travelling to Antarctica. And then, and then they're like, oh, no, we can't go further because it's too, in quotation marks, isolated. Wink, winch. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Infinity stone. Yeet. Knuckle popping for the. Oh, that's the water bottle, I swear. But the thing is, in that sense, how high is the sun and does it vary? I told you this. I know, but the thing is. If oh my it's, god. If it, okay, so they're saying that the sun and moon are spheres, right? And they're 32 miles or 51 kilometers above flat Earth. So what you. But, okay, 31 kilometers. And the sun is bigger than But Earth. dude, how high do planes fly? Like 
Right, so a fighter jet's real? Yes. No, no, no. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Are they real? Oh, you mean remote control. Like, no, so no, 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 no. Listen to that what I'm be, saying. They Are be they real. drugging the fighter pilots? They must be. And thinking, is source code fucking real? Possibly, yeah. Are these poor fighter pilots and poor kids... Maybe that's why they don't want them to be colorblind, because it interferes with the programming. Well, most... Maybe that's why they want them to have perfect acuity and vision, because it will interfere with the programming. Well, funny thing, Concords, you know, flown as high as 60,000 feet. Okay, hold on. This isn't... Okay. How high... Wait, if you're saying 60,000 feet... They're saying... Wait, how, many, how much is 60,000 feet? About 18.3 kilometres. Oh, then th- this theory still stands. Um, what are them blackbirds? The, 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 the things, the ones... The SRs. No, 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 no. The ones that like fly around what we know is a spherical Earth yeah. in like 12... Not even 12 hours. What are those ones? They're, they're, they're the SR-71 blackbird. That's it. That's the word, the blackbird. How high can they allegedly fly? With a blackbird. Yeet. Because um, they go up into the stratosphere, don't yes. they? Yes. Because they're technically space planes. Yes. Or they're space touching planes. How, how high do they fly? Mm. Allegedly. Just humor me. Uh, so max altitude. Yeah, that's the word. Okay, 85,000 feet. And how much is that in either Ks or miles? Um, okay. It's... What, 85,000 feet? Um, in kilometres? Yeah. 25.9 kilometres. So they're saying... That the sun, in quotation marks, and the moon double that height. Double that altitude. Because they're saying it's 52Ks. Oh, sorry, 51Ks. And all these other planets, hypothetically, cross in front of the sun. Behind and stuff. And they're just in our... Not in quotation marks. Beh- behind the sun. I don't know what... So, what they're saying is, if... In that, according to that theory, if everything passes behind the sun, why do we get eclipses? I told you because we have they've made an anti-moon. An anti-moon. Yes. But so they made an anti-moon to go in front of the sun. No, they made an anti-moon to go in front of the moon and the sun. To, right, so the anti-moon goes in front of the moon, right, to make the lunar. They have a crescent moon, the half. Moon. As in the Earth Moon globe. Okay. So the right, dark, so, okay, the so, dark moon globe, or the dark moon sphere, had to go in front of the dark moon globe, which is in front of <laughs> the the light sun globe. Yes. Now, just just for all those people out of you know interest listening, what I want to know, and this is the homework assignment for next week, can anybody tell me whether they use halogens or whether they just you know. Argon. Dude, you know. for them to be that big and that powerful, they, if it's aliens or whatever else it is, they aliens. have to be having a different energy source than us. What energy is past the boundaries? Bacteria. Because apparently they've started to work out that they can use bacteria to make batteries. Which you'd think, no fucking shit, considering it's bacteria that made ATP. 
that originally, you know, was it alpha protea bacteria yeah. that got engulfed well, by the endosymbiotic theory? Good, you know, job of the ATP. Look, unless you're undergoing um, anaerobic respiration, aerobic respiration is the way to be, bro. Electron transport chain. Yeah. What is it, 32 to 36 or is it 32 to 34 ATP per? 32 to 34. I, I, I'd probably be wrong. Look, I'm not. All right, I majored in biochem. I'm undertaking an honest in biochemistry. Pretty sure it's like either 32 to 34 or 32 to 36. I ate a sandwich in the car. No, tell me what it is. How many ATP molecules can you get well, from one molecule of glucose um, and in the electron transport chain? 32 to 34 ATP. Far out! Fudge, yeah! All that money spent on that single piece of paper was for something. At least I can memorise what is essentially probably fake data. Good old cell respiration. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Does that mean that Ebola floats around the Earth? Stop. Stop. That's a topic for a different conversation. Do you want to actually talk about... So, okay. Oh, God. So, essentially, what you're saying... Okay, this is the best way of looking at it. What you're saying is, flat Earth is the Krebs cycle, then the dark moon, the moon, and the sun. So the dark moon is no, no, no. It's anaerobic settle- respiration. No, the dark moon is acetyl-CoA, the moon is pyruvate, and the sun is glucose. You just said the sun was... Okay, so we have the Krebs cycle. Okay, think of it this way. Glucose is the sun. Yeah. So we have space... But you just said that the sun was both glucose and pyruvate. No, 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 no. Glucose is the sun. Okay. So then we've got space... Are you just saying this because in every textbook, glucose is represented as a big, bright yellow circle? Yeah, so I'm saying this okay. is the sun. So we've got space glycolysis. <laughs> Ooh! Which then, you know, leads to the space moon or space Ooh. pyruvate, which then leads to... Ooh, link reaction... Space link reaction, which for you know, which goes in front of the acetyl CoA dark moon, and then you enter the flat Earth Krebs cycle, and you know, yeah, <laughs> maybe. But in answer to your question, you know, as in case anyone was wondering, um, when you undergo glycolysis from glucose to pyruvate, you, it generates two ATPs and two NADH, which then goes to six to eight ATPs. And then pyruvate to acetyl-CoA is a link reaction, which generates two CO2 plus two NADH and six ATPs. However, when it all goes through this pathway and leads into the Krebs cycle from acetyl-CoA to the Krebs cycle, you get four carbon dioxide, two ATP, Can you tell which one of us is a qualified demonstrator? And two... Slash sexual. F-A-D-H-D, yeah. But uh, space yeah, ATP. Yeah. And you know what ATP stands for? for flat Earth is? Another trip and All the possibilities. All the potatoes. All the possibilities. Space potatoes. Look, we've already been there. We, um... I can't believe I just linked the whole flat Earth theory to the Krebs cycle. <laughs> oh, alright dude we've been doing this for an hour and 43 minutes um, it's 11.17 yeah cruising do we wrap this bad boy up now um, well you know if the citric acid cycle will let us yeah 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 don't stop the bacon yeah so um 
essentially, I still, I think, personally, the whole flat Earth theory is just You're not a... bogus. I'm, I'm definitely for the negative camp, as in like, ha, <laughs> like enough of a walk through the dark and smack your shin on a table kind of. <laughs> no, no. Look, I'm not saying I support it. I don't. Okay, I'm the firm believer in. All I'm saying is, right? Could you imagine if every composite image was faked, every satellite was bogus, and every lens that is on every telescope on Earth was tampered with? Could you imagine? The 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 hard work that must go into making something. There's like not that. enough time and like But outside what we think is flat earth, what they think is flat earth, time is nothing. So essentially what we time have is, is a space that sandwich. That time is something that they're inflicting upon us because to them time isn't a construct. They made that construct and set that limitation for us. But they would have time themselves to do that. Maybe. So essentially, they would have to have some knowledge of time in order to inflict yes, time. Yes, so to have knowledge of time... But you know you what? Maybe they do have time. time. Maybe they're immortal. So time is literally nothing to them. It's just... Imagine imagine living in a society where what is once... What is literally a million years to us is like a passing second for someone else. But what happens if the uh, Smashing Pumpkins are correct? I don't know who the Smashing Pumpkins are. The world are. is a vampire. Because it sucks. Look, I am about to debunk that. That that that's the darn truth. So does that mean that we have space butterflies? Butterflies, yes, space butterflies. Well, technically, we suspended in space, and there's um, if Earth is suspended in space, and there are butterflies on Earth providing. Oh my God! What if? Okay, okay. So, hold on a second. Maybe butterflies are drones. Possibly. Okay, now to detour to, detour to this. All right, everyone who has a Twitter account, go onto Twitter right now, and type in Twitter "birds aren't real." So these people, hold on, right, let me just do this like really quickly, so I can state what they say properly. Um, I saw this. I think it was two days ago, and they have a website too, but the website sells merch uh, like and activism gear right but if you go to their twitter they say literally uh it's at birds aren't real that's their twitter handle and it says don't be mistaken they used to be until 2000 when the last real bird died allowing the u.s government to replace the entire species now here's where they're incorrect there are multiple species of birds with drone replicas Thus the saying, eagles may soar, but weasels don't get sucked through jet engines. Also, do you know what gives me butterflies? What? Caterpillars. <laughs> Alright, and on that note, Controllers and Couches is signing off. Yes, and while everyone else is now pondering whether Earth is flat or a sphere, um, we should all just buy shares in Frisbee. Because um, then we can all just float away. Isn't on... Ethereum the new, the newest thing to have shares in? Yeah, Ethereum. What the hell is Ethereum? Well, it's. Is it another it's blockchain? Like, yeah, money it's all based to do with thing? blockchain. Oh, so it's another. It's, it's a different. It's a Bitcoin. Yeah, but it's to deal with processing power. 
in the sense that the more processing power you donate, the more money. The more you energy get. You, in, you donate in doing a calculation, you generate. <gasps> is that what block. people say? They is that what people mean by saying, "Oh, we're keeping all our hard drives and motherboards yes. for Ethereum mining." Yes, because it the oh. more the more you donate essentially to the circuit, you are donating. Computer power you donate, the more yes. the higher so return. What you would do is you would go onto your computer and then you would run the the software. How so much money they the give you? Not much. How much is not much? I don't know. Let's have a look. Um, what's it called? Ethereum, Ethereum. value price? What do you call it? Uh, blockchain, maybe. Okay, so Real-time Coindesk. Is Coindesk legit? No idea. Don't miss the premier global blockchain and cryptocurrency experience consensus. Whatever. Alright, so apparently... Um, Ethereum drops when the US goes to sleep. And picks up when the US awakens. So apparently right now... It is $126... And ninety-one cents. Is that for what one Ethereum? What's a single unit price? A hundred and twenty-six dollars right now. One hundred twenty-six dollars and ninety-one cents. Oh, interesting. This morning, it was at its lowest point today. It was a hundred. Where are you? About there. One hundred sixteen point zero six bucks. According to Coindesk, I have no idea um, how reputable Coindesk is. I'm not a Bitcoin person. All I can tell you is, according to their map, a lot of Bitcoin, sorry, a lot of Ethereum was developed today, and yeah. a lot of it went to exchange, and there was a fair amount of social, I'm assuming, meaning transaction that occurred. Plus, you've got to have a decent GPU to do it. I was thinking it's oh hold on fuck that's US prices. Um, can you make it Australian bucks? A is it AUD AUD AUD? Okay, holy shit! Wow. Okay, so in Australia it opened today at one hundred sixteen dollars and fifty three cents, and it's gone up fourteen bucks today. Damn. The whole market supply value, if you count every piece of Ethereum or every whatever equivalent of a volume or amount it is for an Ethereum, whatever the fudge, uh, it's worth $104.39 million and the market is capped at $18.43 billion. Far out. So apparently there's a lot of economics behind all of this. Yeah. Look, I, look, I hate to be a coin trader stuck in... Um, uh, you know, ancient Greece. But if you don't have it hard copy in front of you, yeah. anything else can be fudged. Yeah. <laughs> Dibic boxes. <laughs> Dark web mystery boxes. Yeah. That. So, this is where we're at. Yeah. I think that's it. We don't podcast for a, almost a year. Now that we're back, we don't stop. Pretty cool. Alright. Done for the day. Signing yep. off. Signing off. Um, Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Full Metal Chicken. I am Steph Afar. Um, if you, again, as always, if you have any topics or questions you want to ask us, 
message us, leave a review, email us. Um, I think our socials should be up. So do what you're going to do. Um, it's 11.30, which probably means I'm going to edit this podcast. And you know what? I might save this podcast for this Sunday. Like so what if we record in like a Monday or Tuesday yep. and then we upload it the following week? So yes, it will be a week behind, but it gives us time to be yeah. ahead technically. So um, it, I will probably edit it, not that I need to do much editing, and upload it. But I'll probably set it for... I'm going to play around with the times, but it will pretty much be up uploaded sometime Sunday night for us or Monday morning. I'll figure it out. Sweet. We'll play around and we'll get back to you on an actual upload scheduled date, but I think we're going to try and record a week in advance, if that's okay for everyone, because um, we live busy lives. I'm sorry, and literally I pull <laughs> 14 hours in the lab, so I, I, I don't know how life's going to live, but we will do our best, because I think that's the only way we're going to make this work, to be fair, to be fair. Alrighty. Yep. Thank you so much for, I was almost about to say watching, but this ain't YouTube. Yep. Thanks for listening. And um, I guess you will hear from us next week. Yes. Everybody. Thank you for lending us your cochleas. Yeesh. Yeesh. Yay. All right, everyone. Ta-ta for now. Au revoir.